Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, Walt Disney World annual passes receive uh, annual pass holders receive unexpected charges. Disney has announced that the college program has been suspended until further notice. And Walt Disney World confirms the opening dates for on-site transportation. From the from various locations around Central Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged episode 1086 for the week of July 7th, 2020. My name is John Magi and I'll be your host. Oh, I want to remind you that uh, Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line, when we're allowed to travel again vacation. <laughs> Whenever we're allowed to leave our homes, it'll be great. I right, Trust me. He's so much fun. <laughs> um, uh, again, I'm John Magi. I'll be your host. Pete had an unexpected thing come up that he had to take care of. I'm not at liberty to disclose what his thing is. Um, but I'm so happy to be joined by our folks this week. Uh, again, via Skype, we have Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. We have Denny Sunderly. Hi there. We have Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. We have Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Craig Williams. Ahoy, ahoy. And Craig is not in his bathroom this week. This is so exciting. No. When he probably should be, huh? Yeah, really? <laughs> the acoustics are so much better. Oh. What's that squeaking sound I hear? Do you hear it? Someone needs WD-40. I was complaining that my, my chair was squeaking, so I literally have a W, like a can of WD-40 next to my chair. Oil can. <laughs> Oil can. Oil can. <laughs> Again, thank you everybody for joining us. Um, a bunch of news going on this week, a bunch of different stuff at Walt Disney World. There's actually more news than what I listed in the intro. So we got a bunch of conversations. We're going to take care of all that. And then we're also, at the end of the show, going to give our opinions of what we think the parks are going to look like when they finally open. What is it, Saturday? This coming Saturday. So, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that and we'll be totally wrong. So that'll be <laughs> All right, so let's get started with the news. Uh, Denny has graciously agreed to read the news stories for me since uh, uh, this is. <laughs> no, I didn't have the fire. <laughs> Laid off is the term we use. Yeah. Furloughed is the term we use during the pandemic. Exactly. Um, so, Denny, take it away. What's our first news story? All right, so our first news story is Walt Disney World annual pass holders are caught off guard with four months of charges today. Now, this came out on Friday, July the 3rd. And I'm going to skip down because we've got some updates on the site to this article, and we'll talk about those in just a minute. So Jackie started off here with her article. Much to our surprise this morning, we noticed that our credit cards were suddenly charged for four months' worth of annual pass monthly payments. Apparently, we are not the only ones in this situation as the mistake is being reported by many folks on social media outlets. And then she's included tweets, including Greg Angel, who is a reporter in the Central Florida area. She says, while we've not yet been able to verify that this was indeed a mistake on Disney's part, as we're currently on hold with the AP line at Walt Disney World, this story will be updated with details once we receive them. Um, and then Jackie goes on to put a screenshot of um, what she was charged as well. We've since gotten word via Twitter, um, Ashley Carter, who's another reporter here in Central Florida, um, put uh, a little just a little notice out on social media. It was really nice because as people found out information, they were really updating things. The official statement from Disney World that Ashley put up that day was pass holders on the monthly payment plan were incorrectly charged today. We are in the process of reversing these charges and apologize for the inconvenience this caused. Now, I personally and other, um, it sounds like, you know, other pass holders, I know that Jackie got one too, got an email last night saying, hey, you know, sorry about that. We did this. We put a holding a hold on your account. We're removing that account. 
I personally was charged $271 in change. Um, thankfully, thankfully had it linked to a credit card, not my debit card. So um, my heart just goes out to those who had their their banking accounts hit. Um, so they're making it right. Um, those charges have been backed off of my credit card statement. So did you guys have this happen to you? We didn't have it. Uh, we do our, our passes all at once. We pay for all at once. But I was talking to Teresa today and she said, I have mine linked to my bank account. Oh. And she said, you know, it sends you into this panic because, you know, you might not have enough money in there for that. Mm -hmm. So then you're hit with late charges and service charges. And then if something else you have automatic hits, you know, then you're looking at charges from that company as well. So this could hurt a lot of people who yeah. uh, who got it hit unexpected, unexpectedly. Absolutely. It creates a cascading effect. Mm -hmm. And their report is that it was a glitch. Yep. Right. And that they were making some kind of change and then this just triggered. Um, you know, the, sometimes they don't think things through. Sometimes they need to look at things. What could happen if I do this? Mm -hmm. And they just don't. And they, they pushed all these out to people. And the pro other problem, too, is um, there's so much confusion and worry about annual passes as it is because of there's a bunch this has since changed but a while ago people couldn't even renew their annual passes and made it, they might have had that extension that let them use their annual passes longer that wasn't showing up in their accounts so there was a lot of stress over uh park passes and all of that good stuff so this is an added thing i don't think people really need right now absolutely so, Denny, the, I, I don't know if you said this in the story. Does anybody have to contact anybody, or is Disney doing this automatically? So, on Friday, they are doing it automatically, but on Friday, the um, AP guest service line, guest relations line number was being kind of circulated via social media. So, someone at Disney Springs was given that at guest relations, put it out on Twitter so that people kind of had a resource to be able to call. Right, right. Um, but that line was either you either you were on hold forever or it was completely just not functioning in that moment. So thankfully, they have backed those charges. Like, I didn't have to do anything with my account personally. It just got erased, which was nice. Yeah. Because okay. that's not what you want to wake up to on a Friday morning, that's for sure. No, and then worry, can I get it back? And how do I right. get it back? And who do I contact? So, on a holiday weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not good. All right, news story number two. Disney College program has been suspended until further notice. Disney Internships and Programs has announced that they've suspended the Disney College program at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts with further until further notice uh, due to ongoing COVID-19 concerns. Many of the important aspects of the DCP remain closed, such as the Disney Housing Complex, with and with no determination of when it will reopen the decision to cancel the program for now was made. They've sent out the following communication to those who were invited to join the program that their offer of employment has officially been withdrawn. And then Jackie included um, two uh, screenshots of the letters that had gone out, which were posted on the Disney Internships and Programs Facebook page. Just explaining, and just in in just my look at it, in my in my reading through of the communication, really the housing situation is cited as the first and foremost reason as to you know at least this is the one that they that they tout in the letter that they use in the letter. Um, I can't even begin to imagine working on. Um, just a, a, an apartment complex and how do you govern that with college age kiddos during the time of coronavirus and social distancing and you all of don't. that Jeff. exactly you don't it, you couldn't control us i'm a 97 college program alum mm -hmm. you couldn't control us then um but i don't there i just feel so bad for the college program yes everybody who got you know for this whole that, that was one of the best times of my life aside from the time I have right now with my family. But that was like, you know, such a beautiful time, <laughs> right? Yeah, Julie doesn't even watch, so I'm good. But um, <laughs> but I feel so bad for them because there, there are so many memories to be made. And then this, this just, ugh, you know, hopefully it comes back. I mean, 
it makes sense because they if the park capacities are only going to be like ten thousand, then they already have too many full time employees that are furloughed. So why would they bring back the the college program kids if they've got they can't even take care of their full time cast members? I mean, I know they want to do that because they can pay the college program kids less than they can pay full time people, but I I don't think it's the housing thing. I think it's just they have too many employees. Oh, the, it's also the fact that they shouldn't be bringing in groups of people to Florida at this right. Time. right. It's logistics of where do they live? Where are they now? How do we redo them? And we all know that those housing complexes are giant petri dishes anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know germs are going around no matter what. And so there's no way you could, what there's, I didn't, didn't tell you. It's that. true. Yeah, that's look at Corey. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, <laughs> those hot tubs are no joke. <laughs> oh my! Uh, and it wasn't like. I don't, it wasn't even that bad when I was on the college program in terms of like being crammed into the housing. But once they started like bunk bedding people and putting three yeah. people into a room, like a room that's really, really, really small, like the size of like your guest bedroom in most people's houses, that's when it starts getting a little bit out of control. So, if one person in one apartment gets it, chances are they they're going to spread it to every single other person in that apartment, and then you're just you're paying what ten people in one house. Like, well, you have ten people out of work in one house for fourteen days, or until they figure it out. Just because of that, like, it's just gonna it would keep snowballing, and then as they do continue partying and seeing each other. It would just get worse. So it's mm -hmm. it totally the housing is a way they can get out of it uh, because it it really is true. Yeah. Right. And it's not going to stop with 10 people because everyone's been in contact with everybody. And then that's going to bring it into the parks. Yeah, I had heard that. I heard that they started um, a couple years ago that the rooms for two are, are sleeping three and four. They're moving kids in there like cordwood, just stacking them on top of each other. <laughs> That's yeah, it's, they, they pack them in. I was in an apartment with six people. Oh, wow. Yeah. That does sound like a good time. <laughs> yeah, they threw, it was a three-bedroom apartment, a three-bedroom apartment, and we two to a room with an empty fridge. However, for wow. a, a young person who wants to come to Walt Disney World and work and get that experience, I bet it, it's, it's exciting and thrilling. Absolutely. For old people like us, it just sounds annoying. Props to Disney though for keeping it, you know, for for looking out for stuff like this. I, I wish more companies would do this, but props to Disney. I feel bad for the college program, but it's very necessary. Absolutely, and there's a link in the communication that they were sent um, to indicate whether or not they have any desire to come another. Should they reopen the program if they'd like to come back again? So it's going to be interesting to see because they do get a lot of foreign students. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that and who can and can't come in to the country and all of that stuff. And so, and what will they do? You know, how often will they test? So we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right, here we go. News story number three. Walt Disney World confirms opening dates for monorail, ferry, and Skyliner. Disney Parks posted today confirming the opening schedule for some of the Walt Disney World Resort transportation options, including the monorail system, ferry boats, and Disney Skyliner. Is she saying but ferry? I think she's talking to you. I think she ferry is. Ferry boats. Oh, ferry. Oh. <laughs> Both the monorail and the ferry boats will be back in action on July 7th, prior to the opening of Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom on July 11th. The Skyliner will start transport transporting guests on July 15th, which is the day that uh, Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios reopen. There is still no word on when watercraft or the minivan service will return and buses have been operating since June 22nd. This makes sense. This is all logical mm -hmm. as far as doing it. What do we think they're going to do? How do you think they're going to properly social distance and clean and keep people safe on these transportation systems? What's your opinions? 
Well, we do know on the buses that they've put up um, plastic barriers and they've numbered the seats in groups. So there are stickers on the seats. So there might be two seats with the number one on them and then a plastic barrier that's been zip tied to some of the metal um, poles that are there on the bus. And then you'll have three seats in the number two group. So you are to stay with your group. There are some seats you do not sit in. Um, everything is really um, very, very clearly marked. There's no guessing that you have to do about it at all. Hmm. Um, the, the bus drivers, once they stop at a bus station, at a stop to pick up guests, they have to, le they leave the bus and the bus doors open for four minutes. So you don't have to worry about clamoring to be the first to get on the bus or anything like that. You're going to have four minutes because he, um, he or she parks the bus, leaves the bus, leaves doors open for that long. So that's, so that's one thing. So monorails, every other car, um, one, uh, four people for a car. You know, how do you do that? Because there's less than six feet in one of those monorail cabs, you know. So what do they do there? How do they keep that safe? Well, I know from some of the reports from the cast previews today, they did. People saw the monorails had dividers in between each um, each section. So when you get in, and then you have a divider blocking your car, not car, but your spot from the next spot. And so technically, they could fit one group into each spot. Um, with the the cast previews, that's been kind of the story that everyone's been been discussing through all of this. Is that Disney has been spending the past couple months or weeks putting up dividers everywhere like it, it is a the pictures from like magic kingdom and such it's it's a park and animal kingdom it's parks full of just big plexiglass dividers wherever they can possibly do it so they can cut down on needing the distancing because they actually have dividers up so uh, when I think you say dividers at the monorail are you talking about in the actual mm -hmm. cab of the monorail? Yeah. But this sounds like more and more fun, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, so you, combine, you combine the divider with everybody wearing masks. It's, ooh, in the Florida humidity. Oh, my it's God. <laughs> so, like, they're dividing the monorail in the cab in half. So some people go this way to this seat and some people go that way to that seat. Well, so, like... It's in the so if each monorail car has two doors that get into it, the divider is split. So one party would go into one door, another party would go into another door. They're not going to. Oh. And then, the, so let's say, gotcha. you know, it's one person's by themselves, they're going to be in. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in that cab. And then that party of seven that's all together, they would be in the other, on the other side, on the other side of the divider. So the, then let's throw, throw strollers in the mix. Right, exactly. Wheelchairs. Oh my gosh. Please stand clear of the dividers. <laughs> and what about Skyliner? Now, the Skyliner to me seems easier. You could put one family in a Skyliner bucket. Yes. And then yes. just shove them off and let them go about them every way. But are they going to be sanitized after every yeah. dangle? <laughs> after every dangle. <laughs> after every dangle. Yeah, don't you put know, dividers in that sucker. Maybe I'm, they alternate them and then they clean them alternately. I don't know. It sounds like a major, major undertaking. And one of the nice things about the Skyliner cabins is the fact that you constantly have fresh air moving through that cabin. So um, if you're looking for a place where you're really not so cooped up, that's like that to me, I think about that and I feel better about the Skyliner um, it, using that because of the constant um, air circulation, the fresh air that's coming into the cabin. I think with transportation, we all have in our heads the crowds that we're used to of how those buses are complete, you know, it's crazy and, and getting on the monorail, go right, go left. It, it's just crazy. But I wonder how it's going to work itself out with the lower crowds and this division of um of people in certain carts you know hopefully it just it'll be smooth i think absolutely it's disney has anyone seen any pictures from the ferries have they shown if they are they doing the same thing with dividers or pushing traffic one way or another no nope. take I that as a no i've only seen the monorails 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine they consider them open air. Yeah. And as long as they put people in certain locations, it'll probably be easier than other forms of transportation. One of the things that they're doing is they're putting stickers and like at the bus stops, they've got little round stickers here and there. And so parties stand on the stickers on those circles. So I wonder if they've done the same thing on the ferry where you and your traveling party are together around, um, around a circle. That would make the most sense to me. Well, the good thing is that nobody looks up anymore. Everybody's looking down at their phones. So as long as you put all the signage on the ground and the marking spots, we'll be set. It'll be fine. (laughs) All good. (laughs) All right. So news story number four, and this happened in the wee hours of the morning this morning. Um, Advanced dining reservations now available to all guests. All guests are now able to make advanced dining reservations at Walt Disney World for up to 60 days in advance. Disney has released the following important details to assist guests in their planning. And then Jackie's given us a screenshot of Disney's um, dining reservation info page, which does say, hey, this is how in-park dining is going to go. This is how the resort dining is going to go. Disney Springs is open, all that jazz. So definitely check that out in our article if you have any questions. Um, You can also head to the reopening um, information and updates page that Jackie is constantly updating with the, the, you know, the most current information that's out there. So if you, this is our new normal for now, so we have 60 days out that we can book our dining reservations. So if you're coming within the next 60 days, today's your day. Yep. And that's going to be from now on. 60 yep. days is the new rule. Okay. Um, it's not just temporary for um, this time that they're doing, whoa, there goes our camera. <laughs> Boy, we're having fun today. Sorry, folks, it's thundering at yeah. our house, and I have a little eight-pound Yorkie that's trying to climb up inside my clothes. I don't know how much we're going to hang on here. We're starting to get a storm, but we'll do the best we can. But yeah, I want to jump in real fast. Um, uh, the story uh, prior, Jackie just sent me a text that there's no sitting on the benches on the ferry boats. Oh, there you go. Oh. Well, okay. that's nice. So, okay. <laughs> is that how is that how Corona is transmitted? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We've been doing it wrong. So you have to have good balance, huh? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so the advanced dining reservation, 60 days is going to be permanent. Now, there's some question out there that I'm trying to get the answer to is will the park reservation system talk the advanced, to the advanced dining reservation system and verify that you have a park pass or the day you're trying to make an in-park dining reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one seems to know for sure. There seems to be some talk that this will be um, validated and um, caught in a batch process at night. So I'm concerned about people who will try to make a park res- a in-dining reservation thinking that, oh, look, maybe I can get a park hopper experience out of this i'm mm. not saying for sure people will do it i'm oh, not for sure do it. <laughs> i don't know why my mind always goes to the bad things that people will do but you know but, i'm you know, con- concerned about that but people use dining for you know to to park at a resort now too i mean so people are going to be using dining to their advantage and if you're spending that much on a dinner you should be mm-hmm. allowed to go you should be allowed to park out <laughs> Well, the question is going to become this, right? If they're going to keep the rules about um, fees for canceled dining reservations, mm-hmm. then you know they're going to have people who are going to argue that point. And right. Say, listen, yeah. I made a dining reservation. You're going to charge me. I should be allowed in the park. Disney needs to tighten up these loopholes ahead of time. There are people who make dining reservations to be the first person in the park. Right? Yeah, it's. So you it's, don't think they're going to climb over this fence. Yeah. It's super clear on their dining information page. Um, even reading through it today, you need to have a valid ticket media. You need to have a park pass and you need to have an ADR. It says really clearly just because you have a dining reservation does not mean that you can access the park. So hopefully everyone will stop and go, okay, let me think through this. Do I have all the parts and pieces that I need to be able to get into this park to eat at that restaurant. So. You're going to have people who, one, 
don't follow the rules because they don't read everything. Mm-hmm. So you're going to run into that group of people, but you're going to run into the group of people who think they can somehow game the system yeah. by doing this. And I think while Disney put it in writing, this is one thing they can avoid, right? They can easily avoid cast members and managers mm-hmm. now having an argument with a with a guest at the front of the park because someone did this and wasn't told, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that they can't do it. Fix this ahead of time. Close these loopholes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And let us get the word out. We try to manage people's expectations. I mean, that's the whole reason for our, our rehabs and updates page. So people know during your trip, Splash Mountain is going to be closed and rethemed. So, you know, it's we come on, Disney, let us know. And also, I'm going back to the ferry. <laughs> Jackie's just blowing it up. Um, she said probably using the benches as separators because the photo she sent has please do not. Um, sit and it looks like it's separating everybody, so it's a built in divider that makes sense. All right, someone give Jackie a Scooby snack and let <laughs> her go about her business, <laughs> right? Uh, Ryan, did you want to say something? No, <laughs> I mean, I, I see what you're saying is there's a major loophole. Radio. Yeah. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I'll sit here and smile. <laughs> No, I, I, um, so when I was a cast member, there was a, there was a, an error in the, they said that a lot of their computer systems don't actually speak to each other. So there was the big thing where, uh, you know, anybody who's been a cast member knows that, you know, if you call out sick, you're not supposed to use your main gate or your ID to get into a park that day. You, You could do it if you called out personal, but not sick. And then I found out like years later where they said, there's not actually a system that can tell like when you swipe your blue ID because you called in and it's marked in this, you know, the, our computer deployment system, it doesn't know that when you swipe your blue ID to get into the, the, the front entrance that you were called in sick because the only way to find that is if I, as a manager went out to go look for it and sought it out. That's what the person told me. I don't know if that ever got fixed. I'm not telling people out there, cast members to do, to do, to try that their luck, but it sounds like this this uh, park admission ticket might have a similar problem where they've got where they're saying like, oh, you can't make it without the park admission. But if I bought a ticket to Hollywood Studios and I want to go eat at Tiffin's later in the day and I say, well, I have the park media like it says word for word right here, unless it says the ticket has to be for the park to w- where you're dining, then they're going to have an issue. So, you know, you don't have to tell people how to get around the system someone will figure it out and in the, the age of the internet it's going to make it everywhere and people are going to then you know share these ideas everywhere and it's going to get out there and disney's going to fold like a cheap tin right so you'll get that oh i you know i went and it didn't work for me and someone else will say well it worked for me i got in i got to go to two parks that day and all you're going to see is people complain louder and louder and louder and disney will give them what they want yeah so they need to fix this now. Fix it now. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Denny? Any other breaking news? That's it. That's it for the news. Has anybody for now. contacted Jackie? I'm, I'm asking <laughs> her now. I'm like, send it in. Send Jackie it will let us know. I know. <laughs> we apologize, guys. We have some some weather going on here, and the dogs are a little freaked out. All right. Thank you, Denny, very much for doing that. I appreciate it. I really do. Let's move on to housekeeping. Who has some housekeeping? I'll go. I just want to let a remind everybody about the mask. A lot, a lot of people who ordered them should be getting them by now, or you should have them. Um, getting a lot of feedback. A lot of people love them. Um, very few people where they uh, they felt they were too too tight. Not many, just a couple, but they found ways around it. But we have tons of designs going up daily. If you have an idea for a design then upload it yourself. We have that ability. Just go ahead and um, do it. Do it yourself. But we have a lot of idea, uh, a lot of designs that you can personalize, add your name to it, or whatever. I did. I did a mock up on my Instagram. I did like the spaceship Earth pattern, and I did hot as balls um, on the side. I thought it made sense, but you can do what you want. Not what you want. There is a level to it because there is somebody on the other end reading these. So don't go crazy with it. But, <laughs> I bought the one that says. That has the it's a small world design on it. I, I didn't have any double entendres to put on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
It's not clever enough, is what it is. You didn't think of any. I didn't think putting Devil on Tundra on a small world design sounded like a good idea. Um, but that the quality is really high, and it comes with this little uh, filter that you put in, right. and you yeah. get two of them. So I was really pleased with mine, and they look good. I think they look really nice. Yeah, you know, instead of just a regular paper one. So oh, I agree that. for sure. And you can customize them. It's free shipping, so order one. Check it out before you order a bunch more. Cool. And, and if you and if you are one that you feel it was too tight and you found a way around it, like attaching it behind your head, let me know. Shoot me shoot me a message somewhere. Find me, and I'll try to get that information out there to help other people. You can just send me my twenty dollars spokes model fee. Okay. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> you didn't find it too tight, did you? I didn't, and I don't know how to attach it behind. <laughs> I have big ears anyway, so it's hard for me to judge how much it's pulling my ears out. So, I, you know, that's just me. Everybody's different. It's like clothes, you know? One size fit all. I mean, fits all it, to a limit. <laughs> it fit me fine. Oh, good, good, good. I, me I, too. The, the, they were oh, oh. Not, oh, I forgot. We're um we're adding some vintage styles. This was one of the first Diz Unplugged shirts we did. Will and I um, came up with this shirt where the cord goes all the way off the bottom. So we're gonna be uploading some vintage, like old school logo um, styles. So check it out. We might have it up there now, magicyourband.com. Corey, do you ship to the UK? It's shipped from the UK, so That's, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So people yeah, are asking in chat. Yeah, it's so. they, they Magic Your Band is based out of the UK. So you'll probably get it Mine faster. Mine came than we fairly will. quick and there was good oh, yeah. communication. Yeah. Cool. I got so check them out. Telling me they had my order and I had an email telling me they send it out. So I was pleased with it. But in all seriousness, if you do have a design that you you think um, would look cool within copyright, we can't. We can do Disney inspired. We can't do Disney for obvious reasons. We can't throw Mickey Mouse on there. It'll be shut down so fast. But Especially with the if you have ideas, let us know. We'll, we'll do it. Or do, do it yourself if, you, if you're creative. What'd you say? I said, especially with the word hot as balls on it. All right. I think we've reached our limit on saying that word. That's where your mind goes. I, right, I, I have a, I have a housekeeping real quick. All right. Let's move on to Denny because I'm sure she's not going to say any bad words. No, I'm going to try not to. We'll see. Um so Magic Candle Company just came out with their new French Riviera scent. And I know it's something that some people were really waiting for. Um, so I just wanted to say it's out there. It debuted and it's available in a lot of different forms. So if you go to magiccandlecompany.com, look for French Riviera. It's inspired by Disney's Riviera Resort. And don't forget, you can use the discount code DisneyInfo to save 15%. So. I'm hoping they make crowded monorail. Oh, that. that would be delightful. Monorail. <laughs> crowded monorail. <laughs> Divided monorail. So all, that, all that smell stays in your side. Yeah. Or ferry boat bench. <laughs> delightful. Right. Thank you, Danny. Anybody else with housekeeping? We still have some space on our April 2021 Egypt trip. It's April 11th, I believe. John asked me if I had notes just before the show started, and I don't. <clears throat> so if you're going interested in going to Egypt with us in April, we still have a couple of spots left. Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Unfortunately, both of our backstage magics for next year are completely sold out. Um, they went they quickly, are. so but we do have an Egypt trip, so see about that. Um, we had a trip planned this year. Uh, obviously got canceled, so almost all the people who are on that trip are on the future trip, but we have some space available. Did I do it right? Yeah. We were supposed to be right. in Louisiana right now. We were going to drive to Louisiana, but had to cancel that. We had an issue with the cat, but in addition to that, we have family and friends. We can tell from their social media account that they haven't been doing the right thing, so we don't want to put ourselves in that position, so here we are. John and I are supposed to be on a backstage magic adventure right now and then spending it a week in Alani. So I am having my own little pity party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is sad here. <laughs> <laughs> Any other housekeeping before we move on? I, I'll just say, uh, you know, I'm 
I themed myself a little bit for today. If you have already uh, subscribed to Disney Plus and watched Hamilton and enjoyed it, and you're going to keep rewatching it over and over again, that is really great. But eventually, Broadway and shows will come back one day. And, you know, we have friends who are in the performing arts that have been greatly <clears throat> affected by this. Lots of people have been affected by everything. So if you saw Hamilton and loved it on Disney Plus, but you think I don't need to go to the show one day because I have it at Disney Plus, just maybe, maybe go see it one day when, when everything is a little bit more normalized and, and the theater opens up again. And, uh, make sure you're getting out there to support all of the people who haven't been able to perform all year and, you know, just want to get back to making people happy. Hey, Craig, do a plug for our dream show. Yes. About Broadway. Uh, We actually, if you are an audio listener to this show, then you might have saw it pop up in the Diz Unplugged feed a couple weeks back. But we did a on the Dreams Unlimited Travel show, which you can find at youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel. You can find uh, a show that we did with Nick Walker, who played uh, in the Philip Touring Company, the second touring company of Hamilton. He was one of the stars as Aaron Burr. And so he came on a Dreams Unlimited Travel show, and we had a nice chat with him about not only his outlook on uh, returning to Disney parks and you know, everything that's been happening in the world. But then Kevin was able to, uh, Kevin was able to start grilling him about Broadway questions as well, too. And, uh, so it's a, it's that a really fun episode. For hours, you know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was just looking at your face, Kevin. I was like, Kevin could probably have done that for hours. <laughs> I just want to point out that if you were watching TV on 4th of July, they did a special show on CNN, and Nick and the guys from Ain't You Proud did two or three songs. So you could have seen them on CNN on 4th of July, but you missed it, so sorry. <laughs> it was a great conversation. Maybe we'll get him back on and we'll do another show with them. Because yeah, I've got six or seven more hours of stuff to ask him. We'll preface it with it's about Broadway so people can choose not to watch if they don't want to. Excellent. Any more housekeeping before we move on? All right. So the topic on everybody's mind, what everybody wants to talk about, what everybody asks us, except for Kevin, is um, what do we think the parks are going to look like when they finally open? The parks officially mm-hmm. open this Saturday um, to resort guests and day guests. There's going to be two annual passholder preview days. Um, that I believe are already both full, filled up. And so let's talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen. I know you guys are, Craig especially, is uh, is out there, you know, with his ear to the ground and watching stuff as closely as possible for what Disney's doing in advance of their guests arriving. But what do we think? Let's talk about, let's start with the easy thing. What do we think crowds are going to look like? I think transportation, I think it, they're going to have dividers in like the monorail and I think the buses are going to have numbers to divide people up. I mean, what do y'all think? That's perfect. Is that that squeak too loud that you can hear? (laughs) Yes. Very good. (laughs) Excellent job, Corey. (laughs) Let's talk about crowds. What do we think the crowds are going to look like when we first, the the first opening day or days? I have a, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be less. Cra- I, I mean, I'm just I I can base off of what I'm seeing on social media. Um, I can see I I can think based off of what we've seen with Shanghai Disneyland's reopening, and just I just remember just open just large spans of of street where there just wasn't any guest there with the Disneyland Shanghai reopening. Um, I would think this is going to be a little bit more crowded than that because that's just the way that um, we are. We will, you know, get as squished in as we can and we need to, it's a complete reworking of things, right? So I, um, I've been to Disney Springs a couple of times now and um First time I was in and out very, very quickly because I was um, I was doing something else. Um, the second time I went uh, for our first date night in 
four months with my husband and we actually got to go to homecoming yay and do that because we hadn't been there before and we ate on their new patio so but crowd level wise i mean disney springs was fairly crowded and we um we weren't so great with walking around disney springs we were okay being in a store or two popping in popping out but a lot of people weren't wearing their masks properly at Disney Springs. And that was super unnerving. And I found myself wearing my mask and I am just growling behind my mask going, looking at people like, what are you, what's your problem? Pull your mask up over your nose right now. This is simple. That's what we got to do here. If you want to be here, that's what you do. So that was hard. The crowds have been higher, John, at Disney Springs. And I'm hoping in the parks, I'm sorry to have gone off on a tangent here, but but just to correlate the two, that's what I know so far here on Walt Disney World property. And I'm so hoping that's less in the parks. I apologize. I don't, so we don't know exactly the numbers, right? Disney has not released that we're going to do 30% or 25% or whatever their capacity level is. We just know that there's a mandate in the state of what crowd levels can be. So let's speculate for a minute and say that it's a 30% crowd capacity at the Magic Kingdom. What does that look like? Does that look like an empty Magic Kingdom to you? Or does that look like pockets of crowds and the Mm. usual stuff? I'm being told the cast members have been told that it's going to be 10,000 at each park. I, I don't. So that's even less, I think, for Magic Kingdom then, right? Even less than 30%. What was I the... So. Um, Do we know what a party holds? Yeah, what I was going to say, what, well, what was the after dark? What, was, what did they say they capped that, that, that thing at, right? Because that was a big deal. Those were like empty in the beginning, right? Right, like, yeah. I think those were like 5,000 or something like that, weren't they? They were something really low, and then I know they opened it up a little bit more. But my guess is it's going to feel like those, like the after, the after hours parties. In I would hope like, more that than a than a Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I'm hoping more after hours party than that party. Absolutely. Well, the thing with these after hour parties, you have only certain areas are open, right? So we're assuming the entire park is open yeah. with that reduced crowd level. So that should ease a lot of it, and that should help with a lot of crowd control. But there's there's um, tight spots. There's places where it's going to get crowded no matter what no matter how you control the crowd. So, you know, there's always that. So are they going to have cast members social distancing? You know, SeaWorld's got, uh, what has they got? Skunk Ape? What is that thing that he's got running? Gatorland. 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 Did you say Skunk skunk Ape? (laughs) That's like a beer, huh? (laughs) It's a a gorilla and his wingspan, (laughs) his arms are six feet. I don't know what he does. I don't know if he pushes people to the ground. I don't know if he twirls around and smacks them. I don't know how it works. But somehow he's social. He's um, enforcing social distancing. Does Disney do that somehow? I have a plea. Please don't plan on coming to the park if you're not going to be safe for yourself and everyone else. We are having a really, really bad time in Florida right now. And our positivity rates for people that are being tested are high. So please, if you're planning, be a human. Treat everybody with respect and kindness and protect yourself and everybody else. Well, again, I think they're going to enforce masks. That seems to be the, the, the message they're putting out very, very strongly. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. But there are other things that are in question. Again, social distancing is in question, things like that and ride capacities. So what does Disney put in place to control those things? Well, I mean, a a big part of this is just, it comes down to guests paying attention. And every time I've been at Disney Springs, City Walk, Universal Parks, it's never a perfect environment where everyone is constantly saying, okay, six feet away from other people. That's not the case. Uh, You know, sometimes you still see the family spread out six people across and forming a barrier that's impossible to then to make other people get around. And that's just, 
that's just the reality. When that happens, I know I've watched other people do it. I'm doing it myself. You do the, I realize I'm coming within six feet of you. I'm going to have to do the quick run around you and get in. I hold my breath. I'm that Me extra too. psychopath <laughs> Me on too. it. I'm like, I'm really good at holding my breath. Yeah. And totally. And you just go, you go around and that's, that's kind of it. So as far as like what I, I've been seeing from my friends today and talking to them at, uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. So far at Magic Kingdom, everything's been pretty smooth. When uh, when people really started piling into the park, Main Street got a little busy as you were as people were coming down. But that's also gets impacted by like the Emporium is now set up on a virtual return system, like World of Disney was at Disney Springs. So the days of just running through the Emporium to mm-hmm. sneak up through main street faster or at the end of the night that's that's now gone so that that's not a thing anymore so everyone's forced to walk on the street or the sidewalks and in that form and so sometimes yeah it's going to get a busy and if you have a cavalcade coming through then i it's everyone's going to be forced up into an area so i think i think those kind of issues is where we're going to see a little bit more stress on being able to distance as as much but uh, other than that everyone's been reporting from these cast previews that lines are very in control most of the attractions are walk-ons right now i just have a friend telling me that the uh, basically the only thing she's seen for lines are the merchandise for splash mountain which is pretty much almost gone uh splash mountain before the storm had a wait jungle cruise has had a wait and uh that's pretty much it everything else has been pretty easy going uh the attractions kind of like at universal if they are if it's rows of seats then there's going to be an empty row in between to make sure that you are leaving distancing it it seems like everything Everyone right now is doing what they can. However, it's cast previews. We don't know what those were capped at. We don't know what AP yeah, previews I was just were say, capped at. Do we have at. any idea? Do we have any well, idea what cast previews were? What the capacity was for those that they said? No, and I'm not even going to pretend. So I know we were throwing numbers around. I genuinely, I I never worked at Magic Kingdom. The I worked at Epcot and. I know a lot of times they would tell us our expected capacity each day when we would come into work. And uh, most of the days that I worked at Epcot, it was somewhere between twenty and 30,000 people they would expect in a day. And on really busy days, it would go higher than that. But on on slow days, that was it. So I, I'm not even – and that was 10 years ago. So I'm not going to pretend to know any numbers. All I can say is what – that you know these are what's happening – this is what's happening today. We'll see with AP previews. We'll see once it opens. But if it follows anything closely to what these the cast member previews have been today, then it's not too terribly obnoxious. But sorry, Rhino. Rhino, you have something no, you want to say? Yeah, that the, that all of that should just be taken with a grain of salt because you currently have I I wouldn't judge any of that based on the annual pass holder previews other than seeing visually in place what's happening because they're all the most educated pe- people are in the park right now. So all of those people that are in that park, I'm assuming have all been educated because they're cast members in one way or another. If they, they have access to more rules, that stuff, they're also going to get in trouble, like lose their jobs if they're not following along. So, yeah, you know, they're the I- members have more at stake. Yeah. To it's an ideal thing. scenario right now where it's, it's, you have cooperative guests that are following the rules because there's something at stake for them and that already know what they're supposed to be doing because they're cast members and they read and did this stuff. Like I I think I know that they were able to bring like guests and stuff with them, but still I know when I bring somebody with me, you're with them. So you're responsible and their behavior is reflective of you. So I, I worry, I do think there Mm -hmm. is a lot of really interesting stuff in place. Like the, the monorail, the stuff on the monorail with the plexiglass that's in inside of a like on at Animal Kingdom and I saw it in Space Mountain and all those places. Like I think those are great. I think they've done a really good job of incorporating social distancing stuff without like if you didn't know it wasn't there before. I think that there's some stuff that fit in really well 
But I I just I worry that when this opens to the general public and it's a free for all on, you know, in another couple of days that the scenario is going to be a lot different because cast yeah. members generally don't have to correct other cast members. Cast correct. members, yeah, right. cast members, correct. AP previews will be the question because mm. they're as as an entitled annual pass holder. There is no one more entitled than annual pass holders, and we want it our way all the time with no exceptions. So it will be like it'll be just like Universal. If Universal's annual pass holder previews were awful, we were there for it. It was terrible. Yeah. And then two days later, it was the best experience I had had at Universal in years and years and years. And I, I think if I. You know, I and I've continued going back to Universal. I was just there yesterday, and hey, Craig, again, let me inter- it let me inter- was for one second. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I'm going to ask that you close out the show. Okay, we are in the middle of a horrible, horrible thunderstorm right here, so I'm not sure what's going to happen either with our power or with our internet. So before that happens, can you close out the last 10, 15 minutes of the show? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for participating. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, But, yeah, so annual pass holder previews, universal, terrible. The park, 4th of July weekend, from the people I know that were there, said it was pretty bad that weekend, but it was a holiday weekend. It was, you know, I, I can say for my neighborhood that everyone threw social distancing out the window as they were yeah. packing 12 people into everyone's backyard, setting off fireworks and yeah. blasting guns and roses. If you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> not, not just like, like full albums, like start to finish who plays a full album, start to finish yeah. at a party. That's you're a monster. <laughs> you do that. That's selfish. <laughs> Yeah, but so I I personally think that it's actually it's going to be fine. I know it's but I'm not it's I'm a different person than other people. Other people will walk into Universal, mm-hmm. see it completely empty and just see three people around and say, nope, not for me and and leave. It's we're, we're all different. We're all mm-hmm. we're all humans. Yep. I just, but the difference here with Disney versus Universal too is that Disney, you we already know that the parks are at their capacity. Like the calendar is already reflecting that nobody is able to buy more, you Annual know, more tickets. Holders. Okay, so like, so that means they're at a cap for annual. I'm still saying yeah. there is some sort of capacity that's already been hit. Yeah, but so like it. Sorry, it's, it's not, I just want to make sure we make it clear. There's three different tiers. It's annual pass holders, theme park ticket holders, and then theme park resort reservations. So Pete mentioned last week he's no longer going to be on the show. So he transferred his Polynesian room into my name. So where I have reservations with Denny on the 12th to Magic Kingdom, I could cancel that and I could shift now as a resort guest, I could shift to the 11th and walk into Magic Kingdom on the 11th with no problems. So it's, it is filled for annual pass holders because we are insane and we want to, you know, we want to fill up every single date that we can. But there is still technically, there is still room, whether or not they make that room open for annual pass holders, if theme park ticket holders and resort guests don't book those spots. I think that's still to be seen unless I'm mistaken on it. But it's not, it's only at, capacity i think in certain circumstances and ryan teats is saying that many days just opened back up as of 20 minutes ago wow so who knows if they're adding capacity as well too they're probably looking at this test going on right now saying we can squeeze some more people in here maybe it's like i mean you don't know until you put people in that park yeah can can they do like a common sense check too before Um, people enter this park I think Craig needs to answer a question really quick because he said that Pete was no longer going to be on the show. So oh, did I really say that? Yeah, yes. you said that. And so you've started a frenzy. Is gonna, I'm afraid is about to start happening. This show. I did not. I meant he said last week on the show he was no longer going to Walt Disney World this this with his opening day reservation that he did. I can't... Oops, and I just dropped something metal on the floor. So, you know what was funny last week? 
You know, it's funny. Last week I was watching the show and you were in the bathroom and uh, everybody was talking about something and it switched to you in the bathroom. And you were like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was busy. <laughs> yeah, just, right. Yeah. What just were you doing? Funny. <laughs> I don't remember. Yes, I did not mean to say Pete was not going to be on the show. I wish someone yeah. would have stopped me. Sorry. Before. I, this, this is Pete is. Pete is still on this show. This is his show. Uh, he John didn't say up at the top of the show, but he lost internet right before the show. As if you've been watching or listening to this live, you know that my internet connection has gone in and out. Rhino's gone in and out. John and Kevin just bailed because of the storm. We are all in storms right now. So Pete is still on the show. Pete said last week he definitively decided that he does not want to go into the theme parks when they reopen, but he had a resort reservation as well as a reservation for the parks, and he has decided he does not want to do that anymore. That is what I meant. He's still on the show. I just fumbled my words like always because I'm Craig. That's just what I do. I'm just my thing is I, I like I have a I know you guys all have your reservations for the preview and everything and I I'm just waiting I have a reservation on the 23rd um and I'm hoping that I'll just I'll feel better by then so I'm not saying like oh I don't want to go but I don't want to be in the hordes of people that go at the beginning and that again is based off of my experience with the parking garage at Universal and I've heard the experience of parking here is a lot different but it also sounds like. The, the experience of parking here could quickly become a nightmare as well, because I guess they've been like what they were saying is they were taking like groups of cars in as they went. So it would be like one group and then they would wait a few minutes, get all these people parked. Nobody parking next to each other, which is nice because that 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 seems great. And you're outside instead of like in the in the confined uh, parking. So it's, a, you know, different uh, scenarios to work with. But I, I just when the, when some, when uh, this person told me that I was like. Oh my God! How is the traffic going up to the toll plaza going to be when you like go to go to the park? That's going to be the part where you have to be like, you know, breathe, stay strong, and just like, you know, keep your patience because it's going to be. I, there will be areas that maybe look like a cluster, but maybe hopefully won't end up actually being a cluster when you're in it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think with the previews for me, no, number ones I something that was good. My, my third time to Disney Springs was better than the time before. So I'm hoping that, you know, that, that people really do watch things in the park and make sure that they're, you know, the cast members are going to help us to enforce physical distancing. That, that is just, that is a thing that absolutely has to happen. And so I know that they will. And, and Rhino, you talk about being a little nervous something I've kind of told myself is if we get there for AP previews and it is just a mess and I am not feeling good about it, I can turn right back around and say, I'll catch you in a few days. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have peace about it, you can, you can bail. But if you're here on vacation, that's a different story Uh, completely. You can't bail on your magic kingdom day. I mean, you could, but then those tickets are, wasted and so um we'll be sure you know during previews and 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 in returns to the park we'll be sure to uh, to put information out on our social media channels so if you are trying to debate as to whether or not you want to come back down i mean just keep an eye on what we put out there because we're going to be super honest obviously um and very forthright with what we're experiencing in that moment because this is about safety yeah, you know, right. this is about safety and enjoyment, but it's safety first at this point. So we have to be honest and say, look, I didn't feel it was safe enough. I, I'm not going to go back until they, they wrap this up. Right. It's one of the few benefits of having an annual pass still is that you can turn around and leave and yeah. not think you mm-hmm. wasted that money. That's the one. I, it's one of those things I keep thinking about this stuff where I'm like, it's just not. I, I don't know. Like, we'll have it because our job pays for it. But I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry, know. I, I don't know. Before I came on the team, I paid for my AP for years. So that was one of the things we moved down here to be closer to Walt Disney World. So when my family moved down, we all decided we're doing this with the intention of getting annual passes. Um, but to be really honest, I know I know Craig talked about really thinking through Kylie's AP and whether to keep it. 
I would be doing the same thing because I, I mean, I paid for my own for six years. And so I'd be having that same conversation right now, just trying to figure out if it's worth it or not with the park passes, with coronavirus, with the inerrant risk, the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. we, we're thinking about that with the kids, too. I mean, we pay for their annual passes and yeah. I'm dealing with two adults here. What the hell? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't know the next time we're going going to be able to go or feel safe enough to go. I'll keep I'll keep mine, but for now, I mean, I I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to tell. Watch Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is tough. It's just everyone's different, so it's it always comes back to that. I I still I'm still at the level where I every time I go to the grocery store now thinking. Like it's gonna be better now that we have the we had the mask mandate to Orange County. It's not. I think it got worse. Uh, yeah, worse. I think it honestly yeah. did get worse because now it's been Just, a reverse psychology situation where you know, like, well, I have to. Nope, I'm not going yeah, to. It was all actually, the people in defiance. Yeah. yeah, it was better when there was the. It was without it, but the theme parks and Disney Springs, you know, besides the random people who will pull it down to pull their mask down so they can get some air and just kind of ignore, ignore those rules or the ones who leave it, their nose off. Like I'm seeing that a lot. I'm seeing people that are like, you know, I, I, I feel like sometimes people are like walking around with a bottle of beer or, uh, or a drink that's empty just so they can leave their mask off. And <laughs> it's like, that's not okay. As soon as you're finished and in between sips, make sure you're pulling well, yeah, it up. Yeah, you're but... supposed to supposed to pull it up and down, right? Yeah. It, I... That's especially and if you're dining inside too, there's this whole thing that it's supposed to be you take the mask down when you're dining, you know, but you leave it up when you're interacting with the server or when you're just sitting there, you know, just chatting. But like people just eh, whatever. Yeah. But the amount of people I see breaking the rules is completely completely uh just way smaller than the ones that i i see following the rules it's the people following the rules are definitely the the majority and like i'll just bring up fourth of july again with walking through my neighborhood with the dogs that night like we we try to avoid everyone at all costs and i can't I, I just can't even say how many people were in groups. And the last time I complained about it, tons of people were just like, you don't know that they all don't live in a house together. And it's like, like I 25 people in that <laughs> house, yeah. two bedrooms. It's like, mm. we, we do have a couple mansions in my neighborhood. I do not live in a mansion. I look yeah. at them as I pass by, but I don't think that they're cramming 30 people in the <laughs> mansion. And I don't think they would go to the public park that we have in the neighborhood to congregate if they do have a mansion that can hold that many people. So it's, there are still so many people out there that are breaking the rules and that's why we're, we're spiking and such. So, you know, I, I don't know if they are carriers of anything, whether it's COVID or some other disease that I don't want to get, but if, if they're responsible, irresponsible, it their the privacy of their homes and around where they live, but they do put on a mask when they come to the theme parks and they leave it on, then it's that's all I can ask for at the very least. And I feel like most people are are doing that. So I'm I'm still I'm still in good faith for humanity. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still thinking that the people that are coming to theme parks, they want to do the right thing for the most part. Maybe I'm wrong, but I wanna believe. We're gonna find out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to being there again and and seeing what the new um, the new normal is like in a theme park. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing my damn family again. You know, <laughs> it's you know I just want to see them, but well, you know it is what it is. We have. I think that's the saddest part about all this. In the end, is like I keep thinking to myself, I I I know Halloween is kind of on its way out, but it's like I'm like what what's going to happen at Christmas? Like, am I going to be able to see my 87 year old grandparents? Probably not. And like, I, I don't even know that I can even make the trip up there. And it just, it like, it's, it is enough that I will still get overwhelmed throughout the day. Like, I don't know 
what's happening to me lately, but I go to lay down and basically I just start thinking about dying and I can't sleep and it becomes like a nightmare. But then it's hard when you grapple with this stuff, because I'm not saying that any of you, like, like, like Craig says, you know, you put the mask on, you respect others. Like you, you can still be somebody like that and, and follow all the rules. And it's just a, it's a hard thing to grapple with mentally that we can go to these places that are within our arm's reach. But like Corey just said, we can't see our family right. still, mm-hmm. but we are able to do some of this other stuff. And I think there's this weird mix of like guilt and, but then like, you know, longing and sadness. And it's just this weird like it's like what you said denny the new normal is just like i can't get my brain to cycle through it fast enough you know what's uh what's sad is that we you know we had a trip planned and had it not been for our cat we would have went but even then julie and i were talking that we would have had to limit our you know our interactions with family and and it's getting to the it's it would have gotten to the point where we know you're not being safe we know i can tell from your social media account you don't have to tell me i can tell so to, to tell family members that, hey, look, we can't see you because you refuse to wear a damn mask and I can't put myself and my children. How do you tell your family member that? So we, you know, staying out of the situation, you know, we're not going to see him. I mean, our direct immediate, immediate family for sure. Um, that's not who I'm talking about. But, you know, extended family like that. We can't. It, it's terrible. It's going to be like that, though. Yeah. Like, OK, there's there's aunt so-and-so with all her Corona germs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah haven't i haven't my, our kids are young adults so i i have not hugged my kids in months uh, i have yeah. not seen them it, and it oh it's horrible <laughs> it's that's horrible. the weirdest thing i think yeah. is the the embracing you know embracing yeah. people like we now something that i i i don't get me wrong my whole life i've never really enjoyed being touched i just i've always liked a bubble and so i've been practicing for this moment my entire life i guess but like at the same time you just it's human touch is one of those weird things you take for granted that when you don't you when you start to realize you haven't been experiencing it what it what it means you know and i'll i'll watch these videos online of like the you know when they used to have the older people come in and hold the newborn babies and stuff and i'm like remember that feeling (laughs) (laughs) Uh, life (laughs) someday lord willing this will all be behind us it'll be very interesting i hope yeah great but in the meantime we get to get back into the theme parks and see what it's like so i'll be um i'll be writing an article on thursday as is my hope to tell you what my thoughts were about my um experience so please look at watch the Diz, and like i said follow the social channels because we'll put stuff up and craig i'm sure your list of things to film in that park is long (laughs) with all the new things that'll be happening cavalcades and such oh yeah no we have plenty plenty to do and see uh but i feel like everyone else got to speak on this so i'm going to uh just make my stance now and say i am anti-hug from everyone <laughs> i don't want hugs uh if if you see me don't give me a hug even don't if even everything goes back to normal just don't give me a hug uh, give me a yeah i'm more of an elbow bump now like even like the fist bump I'm like i don't know let's elbow it yeah i like a good nod i'm more of like a a uh, tip, ryan tip gosling the at the end of la la land spotting emma stone from all the way across the room and they just give each other like the the really uh, subtle head nod to each other. Yep. Just uh, that's that's good enough for me. Just <laughs> we can acknowledge that we're man. all that's here. Awesome. <laughs> he just wants an yeah. emotional longing glare from across a theme park. That's all he wants. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, that's perfect. And uh, <laughs> uh, unless it, does anyone have anything else to say? Otherwise, that's the perfect ending. <laughs> <I think laughs> no, that's, that's it. That's it. Okay. You're gonna dance us out. Uh, I'm Please. no, but I will uh, take us out with the end credits. So that's it for this episode, everyone. It's been a weird one to say <laughs> the least. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Please keep following along with us this week on YouTube and social media as we're back at the reopenings. It's going to be fun. So, uh, everyone out there, we will see you again next week with another episode. Till then, take care. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>